0: Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Spock Sports Show back, hanging out at the Champion Center on a Tuesday, catching up with some CMU Chippewas. I got Dante Kent here with me, a junior from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Did I get that correct? Yes, sir. All right, I always like asking the guys. I grew up here at Shepherd, just a, you know, a few miles away from here. I'm a townie, as they call it. What was the transition like from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to you know Central Michigan and Mount Pleasant?
1: Uh, the transition was was pretty different for me. You know, it was when I first got here. Uh, it was hard to interact with people and just try to make friends. But now that I've been here for a few years, I feel comfortable. I made a home
0: here, and and yeah. Yeah, it's probably a little bit uh, slower pace than because Har- Harrisburg. I mean, you're you're pretty much inner city there, right? Because yes, like, like I said, an I'm inner city kid. I'm a super small town guy. That's <laughs> what else when I see. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I'm like, I think that's pretty much Pittsburgh, right? Mm, nah, it's no, it's not. Pitt- oh, I'm our,
1: hours away from Pittsburgh. Oh, all right,
0: right like like I so said, you got to educate this guy yeah. or whatever. I said small small town kid. And so, how big was Harrisburg? How big was your high school? Um, I don't.
1: I'm not really sure. I, honestly, it's pretty big. Uh, probably bigger than where you come from. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I can't remember the average uh our graduation class, yeah. but um, it was a pretty
0: well, big class. Two three <laughs> hundred. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, and uh, you had a lot of choices to kind of go uh, play anywhere. What made you choose CMU ultimately?
1: You know, coming here, uh, my mentality was just talking with my parents and stuff. I wanted to play early. I wanted to go somewhere where I felt. I, I had a bond with, like, uh, other teammates or older guys when I first got here, and it just felt like home because everybody brought me in. as a little brother, and they took care of me, and they showed me the ropes. They showed me how to move when I got up here. They, cho- they showed me how to work hard. They showed me how to just be
0: disciplined, and that's, that's really all it was for me. And now you took advantage of that early playing time. You got some all-freshman honoree stuff. Uh, talk about, you know, you got the, you've also been first-team all-MAC last year. What's it like when you get those accolades for your hard work? You know, I had an older brother, um, Ronald Kent. He's been through college
1: before me. He won those accolades as well. So just growing up with my brothers and competing with them every single day, and whether it's wrestling, whether it's uh, playing Madden or yep. just playing tag football outside on the street, it's just when I seen him get those accolades – it just motivated me to do the same and try to be better than him. So that was really my goals going into those seasons. And now it's my goal is really just consistency, just staying consistent
0: and trying to overcome what I already did. All right. If anybody hears a swat in the background, we got a couple of flies bothering. I'm about to get one of them with my hat. Here, Dante, if they land on the table in front of us, man. Um, what, what position did your brother play? Where did he play at in college? Uh, he he started off at um
1: Western Carolina. He was a DB there. And then. Uh, graduated there. He transferred here. I played with him all right. last year, and, yeah, we both was on the field as a DB. Playing with your brother, man. Uh, to talk about that. And Did you guys get to play together at all in high school? Uh, well, we was on the same team, but we was never, like, really out there at the same time. All right. I was more like a scout team guy when it was his turn to play. But uh, just him being out here playing on the same field as him, practicing on the same field as him every day, it just – Made both of us better because every time he made a play, it just felt like I had to make a play.
0: <laughs> and now, is there a moment from last year with the two of you that, that kind of sticks out and will stick out for the rest of your lives? Maybe because that that's a very special experience to share with
1: your um, brother. We had a few moments, but I'll say our biggest moment was probably um, Penn State just having our whole family there and playing in front of home, and it just felt it just felt like normal and what we did all our life, and then just him being excited for me when I made a play and me being excited for him when he made a play, it just
0: felt really good. And now being on an island playing defensive back, you know, that's one of those things that seems scary to me, but I imagine with your skill set, your athleticism, it, it's something you kind of enjoy and love. To Talk a little bit about the mentality a defensive back has got to have.
1: You know, you got to have a, a bend-don't-break mentality. Like other, other schools practice too, you know, I – some people look at DBs like you give up a touchdown. Oh, he's weak. So you gotta really just like tune all that out and then brush all the the stuff off that happened to play before
0: and then worry about the next play. You gotta have a short term memory. Yep. And I I feel like you know when it comes down to just pure athleticism, I feel like defensive backs. You know, what I mean, when you, and when you look at the numbers, the speed, the jumping, it, it a lot of times it just kind of jumps out of the chart. And now. Talk about man coverage versus zone coverage. Ask you a little bit about that island. What do you prefer to do? You know what I mean? Kind of a different question here. Um, I like playing man. You like playing? Yeah, you, <laughs> I like, you want to shut that dude down. I
1: like playing man just because I know that I got you and everybody else know who they yeah. got as well. But, like, zone defense is is it's not a bad thing either. But, like, if you go against a really good
0: quarterback and – somebody that knows what they're doing, it's easy to pick apart It's own. Yeah. And now talk about last week, the rushing attack that Eastern Michigan had. They had three different guys that could kind of bring it to you in different ways. Mm-hmm. Talk about how difficult that is to defend. And is that something you can game plan for? Or you just got to be ready to bat them off? I mean, well, we go into
1: practice with the focus on us. So really just if we emphasize that we need to tackle better, we're going to do more tackling drills and practice, but, not so much of what the opposing team have. It's more about what we do and how we do it. And I feel like if we prepare right, our preparation is right, then we shouldn't have any problems no matter how many different backs or receivers or whatever they have.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those when I see them out there, I see the different sizes, you know, they had the Jackson guy who was a little jukey and then they had the big running back too. I think, man, I, I,
1: they got a nice little combo. They, yeah, yeah, they yeah, do, yeah. man.
0: They do. Um, now, like I was telling you before we came on, I do all the high school stuff about pleasant Beale city. Um, you know, when I look at your accolades, first team all Mac last year, you're somebody who's probably going to have a chance to move on to the next level and, you know, knocking on wood, not trying to put any pressure on you, but I kind of want you to put it out there for, for local kids. How much work have you put in over the years, man, your whole life been building up to this? Talk about that. You man.
1: know, I won't give myself all the credit for that because just growing up, i always been a competitor. Like I said earlier. Well, the, the older brother does yeah, it, right? Yeah, I'm the youngest of four on my mom's side. I have two younger siblings, and I also have a stepbrother on my dad's side. And I competed with every single one of them. <laughs> like <you> it <said, laughs> didn't matter what it was. So, like, just growing up and and – Another thing, I also hate losing. I don't like losing. So, like, just competing with them and and when I do play them in Madden or lose, it just it triggers me. Like, I used to cry when I lose. But I would just say just my brothers and all them helping me or installing me to be a competitor, it helped me tremendously. It helped me a lot, like, as far as just – Competing and just having that eager to win, so I feel like on my off time I got to do something that the other opponents not doing. I got to go do
0: something better. I got to go winning now instead of just waiting till we get out there and play. And I like how you say, you know, I I see all the younger siblings. You know, it's like uh I mean, Wade Wilson was a kid from B L City. The shirt I'm wearing today. He's got a younger brother, Josh Wilson, who's now a senior. has been a four-year varsity player. So, you saying that just kind of, like, triggered that. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know what? When you got those older siblings, they help you out a lot. you, They help so you, you, are a they help lot you more them. than you
1: even know. More than you even e- know. Even
0: when you're getting mad at them, losing to mad, you don't mm-hmm. even realize those lessons you're mm-hmm. learning, do you? And now, uh, Buffalo coming up this week. You guys are 1-0 in the MAC. Obviously, the goal is to win the MAC West. What's it going to take to beat Buffalo this Saturday? Uh, I just feel like we got to put four quarters together,
1: not only just on defense, but. Offense as well, and special teams. You know, last game we hurt ourselves, we shot ourselves in the foot a little bit on special teams, and uh, penalties happen. But this week, I feel like we got to emphasize the little details and work on our little details to
0: be better and not shoot ourselves in the foot. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, and that's gonna be homecoming this coming week after that, or the next week after that, I should say. You guys had a huge crowd here this past Saturday, that final drive for Easter, and it got loud a few times, man. How much does that motivate you guys when this place is packed?
1: You know, I appreciate the crowd, not only me, but this team appreciates this crowd a lot. And I feel like they helped us out um, tremendously, just helping us shift momentum when we needed to and just sticking out for the rest of the game and watching and just being interactive and, understanding what's happening and just trying to make some noise and and keeping us in the game as well but i feel like get our crowd to be better there's even another octane that it could go up i know what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. we i feel like
0: we could do that but it's up to us to do that i think you guys piled together a few more w's that's gonna happen man thank you dante appreciate you joining me man Yeah, no problem Time to take a break on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, Coach McIlwain's going to join me talking about their big win over Eastern Michigan, that huge crowd, and so much more. Spock Sports Show podcasting wherever you get your podcasts every Monday night, 7 p.m. on Buck 92. Chris Spockman still hanging out at the Champion Center here at CMU's campus, talking with Coach McIlwain now. Thanks again so much for joining me, Coach. Really appreciate the access. Uh, 26-23 win after, you know, I asked you after the post game, I said, who stood out to you? It was in the scoreboard. He said, well, I got to watch that film. So you watched the film. Uh, who, who's somebody that stood out to you?
2: Yeah, I thought, you know, up front, there were a couple guys. Braden sword out. Um, I thought played his best game, you know, right tackle. And, you know, I'd mentioned uh, the two inside guys, um, you know, Sarah Piglia and Pal Woods, I think. Um, starting to establish ourselves up front, getting a little bit of that toughness back. Um, and then, you know, defensively, Dakota Cochran, um, you know, came in. Whiteside's been a little banged up. He showed up and, and made a lot of plays. And Dante Kent's starting to play up to the level we expect.
0: Yeah, Dante had a couple of those upending tackles that, mm-hmm. you, you know, so they had that couple big guys running the football, I guess I'll say. And so he had a couple of those tackles that just, woo, kind of kind of made you, you know, kind of howl out a little bit. What's it like having a guy that can stop the run on the outside like that?
2: Well you know, it's been good. We've been able to, we've been getting pretty decent play at, at the corner position and being able to move him into nickel. Uh, he, he's more involved in all, a lot more plays just by location. And I think that's been good for us. And now a game that the
0: difference essentially, you know, like I said, it's one of those, it's four quarters, but the blocked extra and the return, you know, you take away one point for them, add two yeah. That's the three point difference. Uh, do you ever recall that
2: no, happening in your no, career? No, I don't. And, and i will tell you this too uh, one of the great things about that saturday was the crowd and i i mean
0: yeah that my, my last I, question I, was i, yeah. I
2: look I, I still i look out there and, and even on their last drive you know the crowd they made it hard on them and and you know it's up to us to win at home and uh, yet it really helps when you have such great crowds like we did uh, you know, in that ball ballgame, yeah, that was uh, that was cool to see. I was happy for the kids. Um, and you know what? They played to it. Yeah, but I'm going to
0: harp on the student section a little bit, too, because that kind of filtered out. If, if the student section still would have been full on that last drive, I guess I don't think Eastern heard anything anyways, but that would have been, you know, some of the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. And so hopefully over the next couple of weeks, you know, yeah, I'm, t- I'm calling you CMU students out. I, w- I want to see you guys still there in the fourth quarter, too, because, man, That was a special atmosphere, and
2: hey, look, I'm just glad they come, and and uh, you know I'm, uh, you know, I mean I get it. I was a student once, (laughs) now I had to go to the games because I was playing. So,
0: (laughs) well, it was one of those. I guess I'm a sports dork, so you know I I want to go to the games too. But like I said, the college football is the greatest sport in the world. Yeah. And the reason why – and I love my high school football. I I call my high school football, that's a ton of fun. I love my pro football. But the reason why college football is the greatest sport in the world is because of that Saturday.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. And and having coached at all three levels, um, you know, it's amazing. You coach in an NFL game and it's like – it's quiet. And every it's quiet, and between every there's a commercial between every exchange. It seems like, and you're just sitting there. There's no momentum. Where in the college game, you know, momentum is a real thing, and and uh, you know, it really helps when our students come out, and they've been coming out the last couple years. You know, I've been real happy with that, but you know, just the overall turnout from the community, I just want to say thanks for that because uh, that made a huge difference.
0: Yeah, you know. I joked it. you know, they say three points is the difference between a home game and the NFL. I say it's like 10 for high school football. It's probably around that 7-8 area for college football. It's a big deal when the crowd shows out.
2: No, I think you're right. And uh, You know, you talk about high school. I remember um, when we'd have to go play – spell in uh, Flathead County High School, we were down 14 just because the officials on the road <laughs> in high school. So you had to overcome.
0: Yeah, we won't, we won't get into some of the things that I've seen there. Um, <laughs> go back to this past Saturday. They're rushing, and I asked Dante this kind of same question. They're rushing attack, featured three guys that kind of all carried it a lot, kind of all brought something different to the table. Can he game plan for that, or you just got to worry about stopping who's ever got the football?
2: No, I think, you know, and it uh, – the runs that break, uh, you know, is it us or is it them? Sometimes you get in the open field, guy makes great move, you know, and that happens, right? But in our case, uh, you know, not having uh, gap control a couple times, and, and that's something we've got to remedy. Uh, we did a good job with some of our checks, um, and yet we got to make sure not 10 but all 11 get the check, uh, and that's a difference from a, a tackle for loss sometimes and or them getting a big play, and that happened a couple times.
0: Yep, and that's what, was, you know, I'm going to give your defense credit. Offenses are getting harder and harder and harder to stop. You know what I mean? So it's about that bend, don't break, and they did a really good job doing that a few times Saturday.
2: That 100%. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, no matter what, wins are hard to come by and figuring out a way to win. And winning at home is so important to us, and uh, and I'm going to go back that that. That crowd we had uh, had a lot to do with it. Hey,
0: you talk about all week. I'm gonna be talking about it through the next two weeks. My afternoon show, and my morning show, because I want to see it again. <coughs> yeah. Homecoming, man. That that was just special. Um, 350 plus yards offensively the last couple weeks. Is, is that obviously you want more? Always want more. But is that you feel pretty good about being in that range?
2: Well, you know, and you look at that. You look at our time of possession. You look at how you want to win the game. You always want more. And yet, the one good thing is we're becoming a little balanced, uh, which makes you hard to defend. Um, and, you know, the big piece for us is staying on the field on third down. You know, we got a, we got better at it at south. Uh, last week, we dropped off a little bit again. We didn't get that goal. So, again, those are some of the things that, that help you now push it over to 400 and 500 yards.
0: I kind of asked you this Saturday. I want to ask you again. You've had a little bit more time to reflect when that field goal sails right? You know, just what's, what's it like on the sideline? What's it like, in the, you know, in your head?
2: Well, um, you know, we were actually planning for overtime at the time, and, and um, the reaction of the crowd told me he missed it, so I didn't even see it. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you're always trying to plan a possession ahead. Um, and, um, you know, I do believe this. Um, us blocking that extra point, and the pressure that we constantly do and, and give and the effort on our, on our PAT field goal block team, it gets in kickers' heads, and I think definitely uh, that had something to do with it.
0: I'll toot my horn. I was standing right out there with Mike Verlager watching the game, and I said, it, "I said, nah, it's in his head. He's going yeah. to miss it or whatever. He said they're going to block it again. It went up and j- missed just to the right. right, And he's a really good kicker, yeah, too. You a mentioned good. that in the game. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Buffalo. This Saturday, yeah. you know, they're going to be one in four, but some close games that they've lost, and very similar to you guys had a tough preseason schedule or pre conference schedule, I should say. What's it going to take to beat them on the road Saturday?
2: Well, you look at what they did against Wisconsin, I mean, they're a couple possessions away from winning at Wisconsin, and uh, shoot, when we won, when we went to Wisconsin, they beat us by 108, I think it was, so um, uh, these guys, this is a good football team. Uh, you can look at the records. I think the most important record is they're 1-0 and in league. And, you know, for us, the preseason's done. Their preseason's done. Now it's conference season. They figured out a way to be 1-0 and just like we have. So it's two undefeated teams in conference play.
0: Yep. And so – the goal is, you know, I'm going to go to the old Jimmy Valvano, survive in advance right now. You're looking to win every that, game in the Mac West. doesn't matter if it's by one point, 20 points, or 50 points. You just want to come out of there 2-0, and don't you?
2: Well, and for us, uh, not having won there since 2014, uh, we took a team in there my first year that was on a three-game win streak, and uh, they beat the Brakes off us. I mean, it wasn't even close. And so uh, learning how to travel, how to make it a business trip, we're going to have to bring our own juice uh it's one of those stadiums that's surrounded by a track, so the uh, the crowd that is there, you know, are a million miles away. You, you've got to do a good job of bringing your own juice, and and that's something that uh, we're focusing on this week.
0: All right, Coach McElwain, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me. I appreciate it.
2: All right, thanks for doing it.
0: Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.